the Self-Empowered Mums podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Hansen. I'm a high-performance mindset coach. I help mums step into their power and embody the individual that they are outside of mum life, family life, and work life so that they can understand themselves on a more deeper level than the labels that society places on them. I'm a mama to a beautiful little girl with another little one on the way, and I'll be using this platform to talk to amazing women around the world who are stepping into their power as not just mums, but individuals who are living their life by their truth. In each episode, we'll be gathering knowledge, experience, education, and wisdom to provide you guys with easily digestible information so that you can start implementing these tools into your life to start living your life with more alignment. Wow, so this is my first podcast being back since having the baby, since um, since being pregnant actually. So it's been quite a while. I would say probably about six months since I've recorded my last podcast. So let's hope it goes okay. <laughs> um, I am obviously doing this from home because Bub's asleep. So I am praying that the sound's going to be okay because usually I'm in the studio, but I have a feeling it'd be good. Hopefully the dogs cooperate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm here. I want to share my birth story. I'm so excited because I've had a lot of people ask about this. Um, it's a little bit different to the regular birth that you hear about. So I, yeah, um, it was the most empowering experience of my life. And for me to just not share this story, I feel like it needs to be spoken about, it needs to be shared, people need to hear this so that they can understand what they're also capable during this vulnerable yet empowering and the most life-changing experience of their life. And um, what I wanted to do in this podcast is just run you through exactly what happened through my birth um, and in hope that, yeah, it really helps you guys understand that birth isn't scary birth is empowering, birth is this most beautiful, euphoric experience. I can't even word put words to it, but it is the most beautiful experience that any woman can go through. And it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be feared. It's, yeah, it's an experience that I feel like we should cherish and we should look forward to and we should really feel empowered by, not disempowered. So that's why I'm sharing this, my birth story with you guys because it was the most empowering experience I've ever experienced in my whole life. And um, I'm going to run you by what I can remember from start to finish. Um, It was a long experience, but it was, yeah, I'm going to try and get as much detail as I can in. Um, But first of all, Okay, let me let me go back to the dates. 16th, so on the 15th of February, I started having contractions, what I would call surges, and these surges were they they weren't regular, but they were pretty intense. Throughout this time, I was like, and cuz let me actually, let me start first. Let me rewind back with Ella's birth. I was induced with Ella's birth. So I never experienced pre-labor. I didn't understand or I didn't know what it felt like. Only the stuff that I had read and researched about. So I didn't actually have that deep knowing of what it felt like, what it was about, how it came on, all that stuff. Because when I was induced with Ella, it was, I got the, everything that 
and it didn't work. Like they broke my waters. They put the um, the little tab um, up there, didn't work, all this stuff. So they ended up just inducing me with the, the serotonin, the sorry, the synthetic oxytocin, and that brought on instant active labor. And that was intense for five hours straight. I was not even in control of what I was experiencing. It was, I wouldn't say horrific because I didn't know any different at the time. I just thought that's what labor was. Um, And obviously doing a lot of research and a lot of learning, I knew that it didn't have to be that way for this time around, which is why I chose to have a home birth this time. and to let you know nature take its course because this time around I actually went 41 weeks and five days and I'm telling you right now (laughs) those last nine days oh oh my god I was just every time I wake up pregnant I'd be like how how am I still pregnant so for any mums who go past 42 weeks I don't know how you guys do it but you guys are amazing and I hear amazing stories of people having their home births at 43 weeks and all of these amazing stories. So just know you do not have to be induced unless you have a certain medical condition or any other, you know, problems that are facing you are facing with your pregnancy. If you are healthy, bub is healthy, then in my opinion and in a lot of other people's opinions that I've researched and looked up, that's why I actually was really confident in my decision not to be induced. Um, if Bub's healthy and if you're healthy, then there is absolutely no need for induction. But obviously, it has its place for certain reasons. So there are reasons why you must need to be induced. But that if you're healthy, Bub's healthy, then I don't think that it's necessary. Okay, so I went forty-one five, and I on this on the fifteenth of February, I started getting contractions they were intense they were you know I don't know maybe 10 minutes apart um and this was going on for a few quite a few hours and so we rang our midwife and said like look we're experiencing contractions they're quite intense um she came over and then they stopped (laughs) and I'm someone who really must be in a great environment like my environment makes a lot of impact to my own reality, so to the results that I get in my own life, to the pr- productivity that I have, everything matters in my environment. Like I'm very, very, um, what's the word, like susceptible to environmental changes. So when she came, my contractions completely stopped and I was like, what the fuck? Like I started getting frustrated with myself. I had been experiencing these contractions for a l- probably I reckon it would have been about about 12 hours. So I had no sleep that night. We called her at about 3 a.m. And when she came, they completely stopped. And I was like, you're kidding. So she stayed for about, for the rest of the night. She stayed until probably about 8 in the morning. And then she left because nothing was, I guess, they would label it as progressing. But my body was just... I guess having someone else in my environment made a big difference to the way that I would labor. So um, as soon as she left, you wouldn't believe it, but they instantly started back up more intense um, and more frequently. It was literally the moment that she drove out of the driveway. I heard her drive out of the driveway and they started instantly. It was like insane and yeah, almost <laughs> not believable. But um, that, yeah, she drove out and then... 
they started getting more intense, more intense, more intense. And I said to Dan, my partner, that I don't really want to call her straight away because I don't want her to come back and then they stop again. So we kept um, we kept kept her away for a bit. We told her what was happening, but we just didn't let her. Like we just said to her, oh, look, well, when they're like three minutes apart, she said when they're about three or four minutes apart, um, let me know and I'll start making my way down because she was about 20 minutes away. Um, so fast forward a few hours. So let's let me, sorry, guys, sorry. Let me just, I'm <laughs> recalling all this information as I go. But yes, I was in pre-labor, I guess you would label it as for about 20 hours. And that was just from, from my cervix going from zero to about seven. Okay. And then after that, I was so exhausted. I was so tired. We had no sleep um, the night before because of this, the, these uh, pre-labor pre contractions. And then, um, and then about 3 p.m. the next day on the 16th, I started getting into active labor. It was intense. It was amazing. It was um, it was really primal, actually. Like it was a really primal experience. I was going, like I was crying because I was so excited. I was crying because I was reading my affirmation cards and I saw one that Ella had wrote for me. It, it said, I am strong, and it had her beautiful coloring in around it. It was That was the most beautiful affirmation card that I had and the only one that I used. <laughs> um, I was crying because I had so much love within me. It was insane and I could feel that that was the oxytocin, um, that oxytocin high that I was experiencing and that wasn't even the end of it. Like I just, in between each contraction, I would just cry with gratitude, with love, with, I, I hugged Dan. I was like, I'm experiencing the home birth that I dreamt of. It was just the most beautiful feeling in the world and yes so 3 p.m came I was getting intense contractions I um then filled up the bath the water what do you call it, the birth pool um and I jumped in there Mel my midwife came she came and then it was yeah from that moment it was on it, it was on contractions or the surges were about I don't know a minute to two minutes apart um and I was just in that pushing phase for a good 45 minutes and nothing was happening like I could feel her coming down I could feel her um like getting lower and lower and I swear like I swear I was pushing her out but every time that I would push down deeper it would she would come back up Every time I would, you know, have that surge and that that involuntary pushing phase, I would feel her coming down and then she would retract back up and I didn't understand what was happening. And in, at this point, like, I'm not sure if whoever's listening has been in labour or not, but, like, it's intense. Like, those surges are intense and it was the most... Yeah, like you just you almost feel like you're failing. You almost feel like, why is she not coming out? And um, so I decided to get out of the pool because I was in there for probably a good 20 minutes trying to yeah, push and get her out. Nothing was happening. So we decided to go into the toilet because what happens is if you sit on the toilet, 
your body relaxes because it thinks it needs to it's so conditioned to relax those muscles because when you sit there and do a poo it's you need the relaxed muscles to obviously get it out so when you um sit on the toilet it just relaxes those muscles to be able to push the baby out even easier so we sat there and tried and it was I can't even put words to it it was the most surreal feeling like I felt her go all the way from my from my belly down in my pelvis down into my vagina down like like it was incredible I never felt that with Ella I feel like I was completely out of my body like not even I don't even know how to word it like I was so not in control of my birth at Ella's I don't even know what happened I don't even know um what happened to my placenta I don't even know what happened during labor like they cut me I don't remember them even asking to cut me um I have no memory of that experience which is quite sad but obviously an important thing that allowed me to be able to do this differently this time so um experiencing this birth this second time was just incredible like I felt the whole thing and I just didn't understand why though she wasn't coming out after so long of pushing Um, and then you know at that point if you guys have experienced labor before there's this moment just before you birth your baby where you feel like you cannot go any further you feel like you you can't do it anymore and I remember reaching that point and I was like Dan you guys need to take me to the hospital. I can't do this. Um, you need to get her out because I can't obviously get her out. And I was going through, I was in my head. I was um, like, I've got goosebumps now. <laughs> I was in my head. I was felt defeated. I felt I, like I couldn't do it. I felt like, you know, there's no way these babies coming out, no matter how hard I try, because I've been pushing for so long and she's not coming. Like she keeps going back up. Like she, she, um, what do you call it? She gets as like she's getting there. Like she, I can feel that ring of fire, but she's not there. Like and then she comes back up, and then um, and then what we did is we got off the toilet and we saw poo in the toilet. And oh my god, my dog's barking. Hopefully we don't hear it. And it wasn't my poo. <laughs> so my midwife said, "Look, she's breech." And what's crazy is the fact that she turned during labor. So this whole time we thought that she was, you know, the the right, I'm not going to say the right way because there's no right or wrong, but the we thought her head was down. We thought, you know, the positioning was where, you know, we thought her head was coming down first because that's where she was most, like the whole pregnancy, um, the start of my labor, and she obviously had turned during labor, which is, I didn't even know that was possible, but turns out it is. Um, And, yeah, so we're like, okay, she's breech, but she had been down in that position, like down in my vagina, like down in that compressed condition, like position for quite a while. So my midwife's like, look, you need to push and get her out quite quickly. Um, Otherwise we're going to have to go to the hospital. We're going to have to transfer and... It was crazy. I've been pushing for 45 minutes straight. And once I heard that you need to push her out now, I have goosebumps right now (laughs) because once I heard that, within two pushes she was out. It's like I had gone to this crazy place in my mind, in the spirit. Like I don't even know how to word it. I I went elsewhere. 
I reached and I grabbed this power, this energy, this source to allow me to push through, push her out. Like just, it was, it was just crazy how I'd been pushing for 45 minutes straight and then all of a sudden when told that you need to get her out now, <clears throat> I received this amazing power that I didn't even know that I had to get her out and within two pushes she was out she it was it was insane and I it was funny because I looked as I was pushing I looked in between my legs and her she was hanging there from basically from her shoulders and her legs were out her some of her arms were out her body was out and the only thing I couldn't see was the top of her shoulders and her head like I wish I had a photo of that because the the visual will never leave me like it was the most incredible thing that I have ever seen and experienced and the feeling is euphoric like the feeling I can't even put words to it because I feel like there's no words in our language to explain that experience because it wasn't an experience in this world in our you know in our language in our vocabulary that we have this is something that was outside of this world that we don't have words for and the feeling that I had after I had got her out was like holy shit I can do this I I did this I you know at the moment I I was ready to give up like I was ready to I was I was telling them there has to be another way there has to be another way to get her out do you have anything that you can help me with like I, I can't push her out on my own I can't do this and then to be able to just overcome all of that and get her out on my own without any help um yeah it was was freaking incredible so profound so life-changing so empowering yeah it yeah it was incredible and then after that um you know she was born the placenta was still attached and we went into the bed we had some skin on skin time ella came in to meet her after she was like we wiped all the gunk off her because Ella didn't want to be there for the experience, which I totally respect. I would have loved for her to be there, um, but she didn't want to, which I completely understand. And so she asked. She was next door with our sister-in-law um, and she said that she wanted to come in and meet her once she was all clean and everything was done. So that's what we did. Once Bub was clean, um, she came and laid on my chest. Dan went over next door to get Ella and they met. It was so damn beautiful. Um, and yeah, that's basically, that's basically it. I just wanted to uh, share this story, I guess, because, you know, there's so much fear thrown out in the world through movies, through social media, through people's sharing their traumatic experiences, which then puts into the mind of the person listening that that's something that could happen to them and when there's fear in labor your body tightens tightens up you you get tight muscles you like you you're so in so much fear in fight or flight fight or flight is a great thing when you're getting chased by you know a saber-toothed tiger in the wild or you need to be able to run for your life but in this circumstance fight or flight is not ideal at all because your body's so tight your blood's pushed to your external uh, to your extremities to get ready to run or to fight right? You need that blood. You need that oxygenated blood in your muscles. You need it in your in your body to be able to birth this baby. You can't have a tight body birthing a baby because when you're tight, nothing can get through. Imagine having a tight, tense body and a baby trying to get through your, you know, your birthing canal and all that sort of stuff with 
tight muscles. It's going to cause complications. It's going to cause um, a high heart rate in, within your baby. It's going to cause stress, not just you, on the baby, on everything in the environment. And so that's why it's super important. And that's why I valued my environment so much in my labor because, you know, in the hospital scene for me personally, having beeping noises, nurses, midwives coming in and out, being in that white sterile room on a hospital bed, you know, seeing all that stuff. Like for me, that's not a comfortable environment. And I know that, you know, you can adjust the hospital to make it like your own. You can do all that stuff. So there's definitely no way that you you cannot make that environment beautiful and perfect just like we had at our home. I don't doubt that for a minute. But for me personally, um, having this, being in my own home, in my own environment, you know, on my own bed, on my ball, walking through the house where I felt comfortable, jumping in the shower, doing um having that environment for myself is exactly what I needed for my labor. And yeah, it was beautiful. I had music going. I had the oils burning. Um, I had my own labor playlist, which was absolutely amazing. And I listened to it through my pregnancy and I listen to it now and I get so teary every single time. And do you know what? It's so true that babies listen at, I can hear or even feel from the womb because whenever I put my labor playlist on Ayana absolutely loves it she's quiet she's calm we dance together like it's just I can I know that she can feel that music and she can hear that music and be really familiar with it because she responds whenever I put those music that music on like if she's crying in the car and I put um there's a song hallelujah 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 um, it was a remix like a, a cover of it um and whenever I put that on she's so calm so I know for a fact that she responds to the music that I was listening to when I was pregnant and in labor because yeah I, I see it I I see her respond um but yeah your environment really makes a difference it really makes an impact on the way that you birth and in preparation for this labor like I I was so open to anything that had to change. If I had to be transferred to the hospital, I was okay with that. If I, as long as I know that I gave it, you know, did the, what I could in my power to be able to provide the the labor that I wanted, then I was totally fine if I had to transfer. I was totally fine for whatever could have went right or wrong, different than I expected. And I'm so glad that I had that open mindset because I know that if I hadn't prepared for any changes or for anything that um, if I hadn't prepared my mind and I was told that that baby was breech, then who knows how I could have responded. You know, you, you could freak out or you could get tense and tightening and tensing your body obviously through that period, like while she's literally be being ready to birth could cause a lot of implications, could cause a lot of um, problems. And so... I'm really grateful that I prepared my mind to be able to be okay with any sort of changes that, that could have happened um, because I, I guarantee and I know for sure that if I hadn't and I may have not freaked out but got a, lot of, a little bit scared when they said, you know, your baby's breech. So um, having an open mind for any changes really helped me. Also preparing my mind with, you know, visualisations, breathwork techniques, learning. I did a lot of learning about my rights, but also about 
the birthing process, what happens physiologically within my own body, that made a huge difference because I could feel the I could feel this happening when I was in labor and it felt incredible. It felt empowering knowing what was happening within my womb, within my pelvis, within, you know, my my vagina, within everything that was happening through the whole process. I was like, okay, this is what's happening right now. My cervix is dilating, my it's thinning, it's you know, opening, it's <coughs> my pelvis is opening up like I can feel her going down she's turning at this period at this time um to get into position like all of these crazy things and yeah it was just incredible it was an incredible experience um and if anyone's thinking about doing a home birth and if you're low risk I can't recommend it enough I just feel like you there's so much stigma around home birth and I really don't, well, I do know why. It's because of the the fear that's thrown out in society and the movies and what we're conditioned to believe what birth is about. But, you know, we are women, right? We are women. We are designed to birth babies. That's what we are put on this planet to do. Like we, we are here to reproduce. That's what every single goal of life is every single animal every single plant every single organism in this world the the goal for life is to reproduce so that doesn't make anything different for us women because our goal in this life as human beings is to reproduce and the only way that we can reproduce is through the woman the woman okay so our we are designed to give birth that is that is our birthright as being born a woman it's our birthright to be able to birth babies so obviously some things do go wrong especially in the wild like obviously animals do things happen throughout this process but that's why we have a medical system and that's why I'm so grateful for this system because it's there for a reason and through acute injuries like broken bones, um, accidents, things that happen. Like it's, I'm so grateful for this medical system that we have, especially in Australia because we have one of the best in the world. But something that doesn't need to be medicalised shouldn't be and birth is just that. If you've got complications and if there's things that are going wrong, then yes, it's obviously super critical to have this system in place which is why we have it, which is why it's amazing. But if there's nothing wrong, if there's nothing medically wrong, then I believe it's not necessary to create medical intervention and to stop a process or to intervene in a process that naturally occurs in the wild through healthy living organisms, through healthy living beings, through healthy living women and babies. So, um, what I can recommend is for anyone who wants to do something like this is to research, learn about your body, learn about the process, learn about your rights, especially your rights, because um, that's super important to know what you are allowed and capable of doing without having, you know, other people in your space telling you what you should or shouldn't do. And one of the most important things is to be around people who support your decision because if you have people throwing fear-based opinions and experiences in your face, that's going to impact you a lot. So be around people who 
support your decision and you know what you're going to have people who don't support your decision and that's totally fine because that's just their model of the world that's their experience that's their perspective and that's that's what they know and that is totally fine but when you are around those people you either set a boundary with them and tell them look I understand that's your perspective but right now I need to prepare myself for my birth and hearing those stories is not something that I need so can you please um, not share that with me or if you are not comfortable saying that then either don't hang out with them or put up a wall. Pretend you're in this massive bubble. Pretend you're in a bubble and whatever they say to you, you can hear it, but it's not going in your bubble, okay? So that's one visual that you can do that really helped me as well. And, yeah, I feel like it's all about education. So that's basically it, I guess, from my story, from my perspective, from my um experience it was uh, like I said the most life changing moment of my life and I feel like I was reborn again as a mother it wasn't just Ayana's birth that happened it was my birth as well and I feel like I'm I, I transformed through that experience it was yeah it was so so surreal and I said to Dan the other day I could birth again and again and again because it was the most empowering moment of my life. So um, I thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I haven't missed anything. I know that I probably have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just want to just share that. I think it needs to be heard. I think people need to be, be able to believe that you can birth your baby, whatever position, um, in the environment that you choose with empowerment with excitement, with love, with happiness, with abundance, with fulfillment. It doesn't need to be fearful. It doesn't need to be scary. It doesn't need to be painful. When I say painful, I like. I guess you could label the intense contractions as painful or you can label it as intense and surreal and strong. And for me, I didn't use the word painful one moment in my labor because that language makes a difference as well. Um, so I would continually say this is intense, this is intense. And I know that that impacted also my mind because if I kept telling myself this is painful, then obviously that's going to, um, (laughs) embed into your mind as a painful experience. So, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be scary. It can be empowering. You don't have to be disempowered after your birth. And do you know what? I've heard so many beautiful cesarean stories, empowering cesarean stories. That's I would definitely, if you are scheduled to have a cesarean, um, what my friend called, called it a belly birth, which I hadn't heard before, and I thought that was beautiful. So for anyone who's having a belly birth, you can have an empowering belly birth. You don't have to feel disempowered from this experience. You can, you know, light up the room how you want it. You can ask your OB and your midwives to support you through this. You can have your soft music playing. You can still say your affirmations and, you know, have that experience as well. It doesn't have to be a disempowering moment. I would definitely recommend looking up some podcasts for this kind of birth and how you can make it empowering because it's so possible. Also, a really amazing lady that I follow on Instagram. Her name is Belly to Birth. Well, her Instagram is Belly to Birth. Um, and she has the most amazing content for all types of birth, all types of 
ways that you can create an empowering birth, whether you have an induction, whether you have a cesarean, whether you have any sort of whatever whatever birth you choose to have, the content that she shares is all about just empowering the mother. And I think that's the goal with this. It's not to have home births. The goal isn't to have free births. The goal isn't to have, um, you know, a successful, whatever you would label as successful. Uh, the goal is to have an empowered mum. And I feel like if you go through your whole labour, depending, like no matter what happens through that process, if you leave that space, if you come on the other end of this experience as empowered, that is the best, the most incredible experience that you could have and grow from that experience then that's the goal that's that's the ideal outcome because obviously things happen and yeah it's I think it's important that the mum feels empowered by that experience because if you know if you feel disempowered then that's really sad and it really breaks my heart because it doesn't have to be that way Um, but I'm going to leave it at that And thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you guys got something out of this. And if you did, please, please, please um, share it, tag me, you know, tell your friends, leave comments. I would absolutely love to hear what you take away from this and whether you enjoyed it or not. And, yeah, just thank you so much for listening.